the Public News Service Daily Newscast, April the 6th, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. Lawmakers in Maine passed a bill Tuesday to strengthen protections for election workers and for volunteers. In a recent survey of almost 600 election officials nationwide, one in six respondents said they'd been threatened personally, with more than half of those threats not reported to law enforcement. State Representative Bruce White of Waterville introduced the bill. He says in addition to making interfering with an election worker a Class D misdemeanor, the bill would add a reporting procedure to document threats. Across the nation, really, since November of 2020, there have been an alarming number of death threats and violence made against you know, election workers and officials, including right here in our own state of Maine. The bill now goes to Governor Janet Mills' desk for a signature. One in five election officials in the poll said they are somewhat or very unlikely to remain in their positions, with one-third saying a key factor is, quote, too many political leaders attacking a system that they know is fair and honest. I'm Lee Bulky reporting. Maine is also set to get roughly a million dollars for improvements to election security and technology from the federal budget bill, which allocated $75 million nationwide in the face of increasing cyber threats. And this week, members of Faith in Texas will be at the Dallas County Jail, as they are on most Fridays. As the Texas incarceration rate grows, the group making the case for cash bail reform by freeing people from jail who are unable to post their own bail. The group says the bail system discriminates against low-income people. Rosarius White, who went to jail for property theft, says he didn't know how long he would be incarcerated or even if he would receive bail. White says he's grateful for the assistance. Because it showed that somebody care about you and they make you want to care about yourself. Since his release, he adds the organization has helped him find a job and get back to his everyday life. People who qualify to have their bail paid must not have any legal holds or aggravated charges. Some 55,000 individuals are in Texas jails. I'm Epiphany Lachey reporting. According to the website prisonpolicy.org, more than 700,000 people are locked up in Texas. The highest percentage are black, followed by Hispanic people. Now from the New York Times, lawmakers in Oklahoma Tuesday approved a near-total ban on abortion, making it the latest GOP-led state to forge ahead with stringent abortion legislation. That is, the Supreme Court weighs a case that could overturn Roe v. Wade later this year. The Times reports the measure, Senate Bill 612, would make performing an abortion except to save the life of a pregnant woman in a medical emergency a felony, punishable by up to 10 years in prison or a fine of $100,000. This is PNS. Now to Virginia, where much like the rest of the nation, they're tracking a years-long decline in college enrollment. Leaders in higher ed are weighing the best ways to keep folks enrolled. The Virginia-based National Student Clearinghouse reveals college enrollment across the country dropped nearly 3% last fall, capping an overall two-year decline of more than 930,000 students nationwide. In a virtual higher ed conference this week, Doug Shapiro with the Clearinghouse noted community colleges were most affected by enrollment declines in the pandemic's first year. Community colleges essentially took 85% of the total losses in year one, but it was nearly evenly split in year two with the four-year institutions responsible for just under half of the total student decline, about 47%. According to Virginia's State Council of Higher Education, undergraduate enrollment in public four-year schools across the state stood at nearly 172,000 as of the fall 2021 semester. 
the lowest fall headcount since 2016. Advocates in the higher education field argue more financial support for students from state and federal governments could stabilize and increase enrollment. This is Jonah Chester reporting. Climate activists now calling for a rapid shift away from oil and gas as a way to reduce the world dependence on fossil fuels to prop up the Russian regime and its war in Ukraine. Rallies are set for this Friday in 10 cities across California, from Sacramento to San Diego. Ukrainian immigrant Igor Tregub, chair of the California Democratic Party Environmental Caucus, says the country must stop the importation of any Russian fossil fuels. We vote with our dollars and no longer rely on authoritarian petrostates that murder citizens of neighboring democratic countries. I'm Suzanne Potter. California has passed stringent clean air regulations and set a goal of becoming carbon neutral by 2045. Finally, our Mike Bowen tells us despite pushback, South Dakota is moving forward with plans viewed as limiting certain teachings about race in public schools. On Tuesday, Nome announced a ban on critical race theory, an academic concept geared for college settings that explores the influence of racism in U.S. institutions. Conservative states have used it as a symbol for proposing bans in K-12 schools. Jenna Farley with the ACLU of South Dakota sees Noam's actions as running counter to academic freedom. Instead of encouraging learning, it just seems like this executive order will have a chilling effect on academic freedom. The order directs the Department of Education to review materials and standards and ensure they don't include divisive concepts on race. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service, member analysts are supported, heard on interesting radio stations, and find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.